Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, a viral video has given new meaning to the taming of the shrew. Scientists at the University of Galway have been investigating footage of a false widow spider killing and eating a pygmy shrew, which offers an insight into how the invasive spiders represent a threat to native species. Well, for more on this, we're joined now by Dr Michael Dugan, who is Principal Investigator of the Venom System Lab at the University of Galway. The Venom System Lab, Michael, quite, my goodness, that's, um, that's, that's, quite a, that's quite an area that you're in. Uh, this video has gone viral. Uh, it appears to show a shrew. It does really. Doesn't it show a shrew being eaten by a false widow spider? Yes, hello. Absolutely. Uh, the the video is actually uh, really a noble false widow spider uh, just uh, uh, envenoming and uh, then hoisting up into the web a pygmy shrew before eating it. And, and just to be clear, in, in terms of the size difference uh, in doing all of that, you know, biting the, the shrew and then, as you say, hoisting it up and then eating it. Can you just explain to us, you know, how surprising that is? Well, it is actually quite surprising because uh, usually uh, spiders in general anyway tend to eat small bugs, uh, bugs that are actually smaller than themselves rather than big vertebrate prey like this. So the pygmy shrew is in fact about 10 times bigger than the spider in this case. It's, it's 10 times bigger. And how then is it able, for example, to lift it up as, as, as you have described in its web right up to the, the top of the building that you can see? So the, the noble false widow, uh, just like all sorts of widows, the true black widows as well, actually produce an extremely strong web. And then they have evolved a very particular method in order to, to carry very heavy prey like this. They actually stick a web on different surfaces, on the ground, on walls, on windows. And then when a prey just brushes against those threads, those threads are spring-loaded, break off, and just stick to the prey and lift it off the ground. And then the spider can actually just try and, and cover it with additional silk and threads and break some others of those spring-loaded threads so the prey just goes up and up and up into the web. My goodness, you seem to be enjoying this description, Michel, a little bit too much for my liking. Let me ask you a senior infant's uh, question. How big an animal could the uh, spider eat? Well, that's a very good question. We're not too sure. What we know is that there was a report of a a black widow feeding on a snake that was 130 (laughs) times its weight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you serious? In in South Dublin, I bet. (laughs) It was a little bit further away than that. But uh, it says a lot about about the, the power of those webs and also the power of their venom because they're capable of killing those, those animals that are so many times larger than them. How um, venomous? If, if, uh, what damage could the, the venom do to a human? So when a noble false widow bites a human being, usually it feels a little bit like a wasp sting. So essentially, it's similar in terms of pain level and in terms of swelling. But in some cases, we've seen actually patients uh, developing really uh, what we call systemic symptoms, so um, symptoms that take over the whole body. People that start to have tremors, that start to have uh, irregular heartbeats, that have trouble breathing, that start to sweat profusely, um, that have trouble moving their limbs. So 
this tiny spider that produces really just a tiny minute amount of venom that you could barely see with the naked eye is capable of producing symptoms even in a human being. And of course, in a small shrew or in a small lizard, because we've observed one eating a lizard before in Ireland as well, um, the, the, the effect is a lot stronger and, and capable of killing so the animal. Yeah, and I, 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 not to be alarmist about this, right? But when I watched that video yesterday, I did wonder about evolution and where is this going? And if those spiders just get a little bit bigger and a little bit more venom, you know, could they come for us? <laughs> not, not to be alarmist. <laughs> but it did. I mean, sorry. Go on, Michelle. Tell us. Could no. Do- so, well, of course, if now we had uh, six foot super venomous spiders, it would make my job really exciting. But uh, I think that we're going to go there. But what's actually really interesting to us at this stage is that the model for Swedosu is invasive. It's not native to Ireland or the UK or continental Europe, and. Now, so thrive in environments where other animals, where its prey, have never evolved uh, any avoidance mechanism or any defense mechanism for the noble false widow. In its natural habitats in, in the Canary Islands or in Madeira, well, the prey and the noble false widow have co evolved together. So the prey have evolved defense mechanism as well, but not over here. So now we need to measure really the impact of that spider on native uh, organisms, on the native fauna. Okay, so they could actually be causing a a serious threat to our native species or some native species. Yeah, and we're trying to measure this now. Uh, Especially we're trying to to measure how much uh, they displace or bully away native animals from urban areas where most noble false widows are settled. Um, can I just ask you about what humans should do, though, because you've described the bite there and I, I was actually contacted by quite a few people yesterday because I was talking about this story on social media and quite a few people contacted me to say they'd been bitten by a noble foss with a spider and that it was really uncomfortable, really unpleasant, nasty experience. Where do they live and how can you avoid them? So it's actually difficult to avoid them because... Um they come from from warmer climates and over here they've settled very comfortably in and around houses. They don't live in bogs, they don't live in fields, they don't live in forests, they only live near to human beings. And because they're fairly small and live usually in dark corners and cracks in walls and things like this, they're often difficult to spot at first. And uh, But they're not aggressive. The, the, the risk is really just if they manage to get into your clothes and you put your pants on, they get squashed there and they defend themselves. Sorry, I don't want to be alarmist either, but uh, the, the case actually happened. I mean, so. do, these things have actually happened. They hide in your pants. Yes, yes. Uh, not that they want to hide in your pants particularly, but uh, they just find their way out there and in the morning not, you not put to your be pants alarmist. on and get not, not to be alarmist but let's say you pull on your pants and you're <laughs> steaming down the motorway at 120 kilometres an hour and you realise you have the false widow spider in your lap what do you do? <laughs> not to be alarmist but no can I ask you though seriously you say it's, a, it, it, it's invasive in terms of native species so what, what should we do? Should we, should we kill them? 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, against killing them, particularly for one reason, uh, is that although they do not belong so to, to, to the, the native fauna, um, it's quite difficult sometimes to make the difference between native species and the noble false widow or other invasive species. And at the end of the day, the result of it would be just the, the, the killing of a lot of native animals as well. If you use an insecticide spray to actually kill false widows, you will kill also all native spiders or other animals mm. that are around. And the result of it is that then, once the place has been, has been cleared, well, the first one to come back will be the one that are best at invading new spaces. And that is most likely the noble false widow. So ultimately, it will be counterproductive. Okay. Um, I think that just taking them out with a glass and a piece of cardboard, putting them a bit away from the house is, is the best approach. At well this away stage. from your pants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nobody's alarmed. Nobody's alarmed at this conversation, thank God. No, not at all. (laughs) This has been a very unalarming conversation. Uh, Dr. Michelle Dugan, thank you so much for joining us. That's Dr. Michelle Dugan, who's Principal Investigator of the Venom System Lab at the University of Galway.